across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys have heard me talk a lot about this program that I'm creating and I basically met with eight of the world's top listing agents and recorded their candid no holds barred interviews with sellers and what they say to a seller, what they don't say to a seller, how they get a listing. We've broken it down into six chapters. It's about 12 hours of video and uh, we're going to be selling it as a course. But up until then, up until the point that it's ready, offering 30 minutes of it that you could watch for free and kind of beta test for me. Tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. So if you want to beta test this and you want to check out some of it for free, the section I'm giving away free is on touching and rapport building. I know that sounds odd, but each of the agents I talked to had ideas of where to touch. Like don't touch a guy on his hands. Uh, unless it's a handshake and stuff like that and there's also a bunch of stuff on rapport building you know like what to say and how to find commonality and just all kinds of neat stuff so if you want to watch that you get it for free go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus hybendigital.com backslash r-e-b-u-s and you'll get a free copy of that and let me know what you think of it thanks Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation! Happy Hump Day! Hope everybody's having an amazing, amazing week and you're listing and selling a lot. Man, we've got some good stuff on the lineup coming up. Got Brett today, Brett Kepler, second largest team in the state of Ohio. I've got uh, Friday, we've got a 30 under 30 that is killing it. Alyssa Jenkins. Great interview, great interview, comes from a family of appraisers and uh, decided to be the first real estate agent uh, actually making commissions of thousands versus fees of a couple hundred, uh, but she still has a mind of an appraiser and, and the knowledge. A great 30 under 30 interview. I love the 30 under 30 interviews for the 2016 class. Okay, so that's Friday. Then Monday, I have Dave Friedman. Now, Dave has become a friend of mine in Charleston. It was funny because he originally, you know, I was looking, when I was looking to buy a house down there probably a year and a half ago, I was on all the regular websites and that sort of thing. And somehow I, I started getting these emails from this guy and he was saying, oh, the market's great. This is that. And I started asking him, uh, and this was after I bought my house, after I already bought the house. He started sending me emails. I was like, started toying with him. Like, oh yeah, if the market's so great, why is this? Or what about this? And thinking that he was sending this to millions of people. And I wasn't even sure how he got my email. And he started responding and we started communicating. I was like, hey dude, we should meet, you know? Or you should come on my show. Anyway, so uh, he ended up joining GoBundance, the men's uh, business mastermind I'm in. And we did some volunteer work together. Anyways, make a long story short, he finally came on the show and, and he is doing some really neat things uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. I got Richard Shulman from LA uh, next Wednesday. 
And then on Friday, I got Kenny Klaus, and Kenny is the creator of the CLME, Certified Local Marketing Expert. And what that basically means is farming, right? Farming your neighborhood, farming uh, your zip code. And Kenny ha is the, ma I don't know anyone else that I've met that has is a better farmer, is a better at, uh, you know, getting a lot of listings in a very small section of, of where you live. So anyways, Kenny, it was a great interview. You definitely want to listen to that one. That is next Friday. Got some comments here. Ben Disney. Just brilliant. Gave me so much to think about, and I had an amazing amount of information. Pat is powerful. Scott, this is information for everyone at any stage of the game. I will be making this required listening for all my staff. Also, I'm recommending this to anyone who wants to take their career to the next level. Pat, you are a rock star. And Ligic. You know, I should look up what my name is. I think on Amazon or I guess this is iTunes. I remember commenting one time on a book and it came up as like three little birds or something. And I think my my daughter had put that on there. And I think sometimes when you comment on whether it's iTunes or Amazon or whatever, you you don't you, you forget because you signed up so long ago what your name is. So I wonder if these people know what their names are. But anyways, Copperhead246, very helpful and informative. Pat is killing it. He makes me use my notepad on my phone to capture the great bits way to go. And then I got Go Blue Queen. Finally, finally a great resource for real estate agents. Pat delivers some high quality information on this show. While I'm not a real estate agent, I enjoy knowing about the industry for my investing and personal needs. And this show helps with all aspects. Anyways, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Please keep going to iTunes, giving me a five star. If you've read my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, please keep going to Amazon and giving me five stars. It all helps greatly. I really appreciate everybody, my entire Rockstar Nation. And, and that's it. we got a great show today. So let's dig right into that and get into some meat and potatoes. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. Mr. Brett Kepler owns an independent real estate company and is knocking things dead in Cincinnati today. So, hey, without further ado, let's welcome Brett to the show. Brett, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Pat, thanks so much for having me on your show. Hey, Brett, why don't you uh, give our audience a little background on yourself so they can get to know you better? Sure. So I got into real estate about 10 years ago uh, when there was maybe a year or two left of uh, you know, positive gains in the market, and then slowly everything started crashing to the ground around me. So we, uh, you know, I ended up finding a partner. We kind of uh, didn't know any better. We got into what was the only thing making money, which was REO, and uh, we started to build one of the largest uh, REO teams in southwest Ohio. So that, that really kind of uh, allowed us to, to succeed when the market was struggling. And then over the past five years, we've been doing a lot to really transition out of the REO space, working mainly with traditional buyers and sellers, but 
uh, you know, since that point, I've also learned from seeing uh, such a drastic shift in the market the importance of uh, diversifying your business. So, you know, beyond just selling properties, a lot of what I've spent the last five years doing was, you know, developing different segments of my business that would that would help to uh, produce additional income streams. So, like you mentioned, I owned a brokerage. You know, I have a team I manage. We have independent agents we manage. We do property management. And then I've gotten into software uh, over the past few years as well. Uh, once I realized that, you know, there was a huge opportunity to kind of fill those gaps that a lot of the current uh, players out there, you know, creating software for teams seem to be missing. Wow, that's amazing. So out of those four income streams, which one pays you the most money? <laughs> Unfortunately, the one that pays me the most money, or at least the one that produces the most money is my team. Okay. And, you know, I'd say it's it's starting to shift away from that. Collectively, everything around me does more than my team, but just the one standalone at the moment is the team in terms of total production. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, that's good for you to know too. And then I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you could set goals where eventually you're at 50-50, you know, 50% of the income from your team, 50% from the other three or 20% each one and, and 40% your team. You know, you could set goals like that and you can just kind of... Sure. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so let's talk about your team a little bit. How many houses did you sell last year? Sure. So last year, you know, in, in three territories in, uh, you know, we're in Cincinnati. We're also up in uh, Chicago and then we do uh, Dayton and, and Northern Kentucky, but uh, we did 390 units last year. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, and what's your team look like? Sure. So the team is made up of uh, myself as the lead. We have um, essentially seven buyer's agents. The majority of them are in Cincinnati. We have one in Dayton. There's one in Chicago. We have a uh, an REO operation that's made up of three full-time people as well as uh, some additional you know boots on the ground you know running around for us. So the team that I actually oversee is is and then and then I'm sorry. There's an assistant. There's a marketing manager and there's an office manager. So it's about fourteen or fifteen of us uh, collectively working as the team. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what did you say about listing agents? Who lists the houses? Sure. So I'm uh, primarily myself, and there's one other person uh, that okay. does listings. And, and really, it's presentations. A lot of the the back office or the, the management's uh, done by our assistant and uh, the marketing manager. So out of those close to 400 listing, uh, 400 units, how many of those were listings, would you say? So we ended up doing about 60% of those were, were listings. Wow. So, you know, 220, 240 listings, that's 20 listings a month. Man, you, you're busy. How, how do you do that? So, you know, it's all about systems and it's um, – you know, the one thing that we did learn in doing, you know, our REO sales, you know, we got up to about 500 uh, REO sales a year back. I think our peak year was 2013. Uh, it's dropped a lot since then. But, you know, being in that environment where, you know, ever, you know, after about 2011, they started requiring a lot more out of you and the pay started going down that in order to survive, especially in a market like Cincinnati, where we didn't, you know, we had foreclosures selling for literally, you know, five hundred dollars. The prop, we, we'd make more on the commission than the actual sale price of the house. So it was a lot of small dollar sales, a lot of small commission amounts, and we had to come up with ways that we could, you know, still manage to to turn a profit, still manage to keep up with all their expectations, but doing it in a way that that just made us more efficient find out where we could cut corners, find where we could, you know, 
uh, kill two birds with one stone. So a lot of, of what I spent time doing was figuring out, okay, how can we get leaner? How can we be smarter? You know, how can we create some systems that uh, will allow us to go out and, and still you know, perform to the standard that we want to perform to and make money? So you know, we developed an inspection system. We developed um, some internal systems. You know, the reason I built software, which is called Next, for, for managing you know, team operations is because there really wasn't something that I felt helped to to really take the inefficiency out of the process and and just make everything very streamlined. So, you know, the way that we survived was was literally trying to figure out, you know, how can we get 12 brains all to work as one? And we were able to do that through just some of the technologies that we invested in, some we built, and, you know, just, just really, uh, you know, playing on that strength of mine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I know what you mean about the profitability of REOs you know we we have done REOs for years and uh, sometimes it is difficult to make profit on them so it, it's a very different game than traditional listings for sure so while we're talking about that what so what is your profit margin on uh, your current team everything involved buyer agents listings everything so this is uh, profit to the profit to the team of, of the total profit. Yeah, yeah, like it, like yeah, three hundred ninety units. Right. What's the volume on that? You think? Right. So so if we end up doing you know somewhere around you know thirty you know somewhere in the low thirties in terms of uh, sales volume, you know we'll we'll end up with our, our gross commissions you know somewhere between you know say a million and you know one and a quarter or maybe nine hundred and and one and a quarter. And then our profit margin on that is roughly around thirty to thirty-three percent or so. Okay, so, so you, you pocket about three hundred thirty grand, roughly, off of that part of your business. That's uh, yeah, I, I could pocket it. I'm I'm very much a saver, so uh, a lot of it gets reinvested. But yes, technically, if I if I decided to stop investing in things, um, sure, you know, you could say that that's what we make. You mean, but but investing is is just more spending, right? I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's it's putting it into additional initiatives. You know, um, you know, when I decided to to go the software route, the plan was to bootstrap it, so not to go out and raise money, um, but to really just build on my own, so that I didn't uh, have to face the pressures of of working with a VC and and everything that came with you know building a company strictly to sell as opposed to one that oh I got you, you know, so you'll it, take really you'll take profit business. from one company and then put it to open up another company exactly I got you I got you okay cool so um, let's talk about technology a little bit um, so what technology other than your own software are you excited about whether it be a phone app sure. uh, that sort of thing sure so you know we use uh, kind of our, our stack is we use follow-up boss which has been fantastic for us. Um, you know, it's it's one of those uh, solutions that's you know a little pricey, but in terms of applying the accountability that's necessary for you know my buyers agents, the, that's been a great um, that's been a great investment. Uh, we've really gotten away from a lot of the other technology tools built for real estate uh, because a lot of what's um, you know sold out there for like for for example our CRM we don't use a, a CRM outside of Follow Up Boss. Um, because we really want to focus on you know personal contact and personal relationships with our user base, so a lot of things that we do are are really just you know custom uh, newsletters, custom you know emails that get broadcasted out, custom uh, you know handwritten notes, 
you know, we'll send out little gifts and things like that. So, you know, from a relationship standpoint, we still keep a lot of that offline. But, uh, you know, we use uh, DocuSign. We use yeah, their transaction rooms to store documents and things like that. And then we use a lot of non-real estate related services like Dropbox and, um, you know, Gmail and things like that. So uh, I, I've, I definitely subscribe to the, you know, philosophy that instead of trying to find an all-in-one system, you know, I'm much better off just going with who are the power players in each one of those categories and then finding uh, tools or finding ways to make it all work together. Got it. Got it. Very good. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. So uh, are you reading? What what book would you say you're reading now? So uh, right now we're actually, uh, we do something called book club uh, with our buyer agent team. We're reading the conversion code uh, right now, um, you know, which is all about, you know, really uh, building more of a social media presence, building more of a, um, you know, finding ways to do more lead capture online yourself. Uh, you know, so that's been pretty exciting. I think, you know, we're doing that as a group. We're, we're trying to teach everyone how to write content, you know, the importance of, um, you know, uh, making sure that, uh, that people can find you online, that you're viewed as a professional and just to, to start thinking, you know, about how to, how to really view your business from a, uh, macro level. Um, the whole phrase of, you know, working on your, your business versus working in your business. So that's been a good change of pace because normally it's just sales, 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 you know, scripts, scripts, scripts. But I really want, you know, everyone on my team, you know, to someday come to me and say, hey, I, you know, I'm too big for you. I don't need you now. And, you know, go off on their own. And, you know, some have done that, you know, some like, you know, the position of, of being more of a buyer's agent. Um, but I think it's important for me just to make sure that they're learning how to support themselves, you know, within this industry. But it's a great book uh, that we're reading. So if there's anybody out there looking for, for something to read, it's a ton of information. It's like you read one chapter and you process it for a week. Because it is super action packed, but I think it's ahead of the uh, the marketing curve that uh, most agents are doing. So if you're the type that that likes to find new markets and new opportunities, um, then, then the the conversion code's great. Conversion code. Well, I'm going to put that on uh, hybendigital dot com uh, with this the rest of the show notes from this episode and everything that Brett and I talk about today will be on the show notes on hybendigital dot com backslash Brett Kepler. That's Two T's and one P, right? Actually, two P's. Two P's. Okay, yep. there you go. Two T's and two P's. So um, you've done a lot of REO deals. You've, you've you've had some ghetto properties, obviously. What would you say the weirdest thing, Brett, you've ever seen in a house is? Uh oh, geez, the weirdest thing. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen all all kinds of crazy stuff. Anytime I go into a hoarder's house, where you just have a pathway through the property, and and you know. Fortunately, and I guess unfortunately, I used to do a lot of these property inspections myself, and then you know over time we got uh, we people running around for us. But occasionally we would find these these houses literally stacked floor to ceiling with just crap. Toilets would be filled with literally crap in the sink, and the plumbing hasn't worked for years. Uh, and, and you would find just the weirdest weirdest stuff. You know, those houses are good. We had one house where all all of a sudden there's a section of the floor missing in this nice you know two hundred fifty thousand dollar house in the kitchen. Uh, some of the floor is missing. We didn't realize. We just thought maybe someone took the floor because they wanted to match it to their floor. But actually, that was the uh, that was where all the blood was soaked in from where some guy murdered his wife. Um, oh my there on goodness! The floor. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. We probably gotten. You know, we've had houses with about half a dozen suicide notes. What do you mean half a dozen? Su- oh, half a dozen suicides w- took place in the house. Well, usually they'd write on the walls. 
So we got a lot of weird, you know, writings on Wait, the I mean, wall. Oh, so instead of leaving a suicide note on a piece of paper, the old right. fashioned way, they would like spray paint it or something? Oh, yeah. They, uh, usually, yeah, it's a marker. You know, they usually just write something on the wall. Now, whether a suicide took place or not, I don't really know. But that was always creepy. But, yeah, I mean, that was – it was an exciting part of the job uh, sometimes. Other times it would, you know, scare you to death when, you know, there there would be some guy living upstairs and strung out on drugs. And, you know, you just sort of quickly run out the back door and or out the front door and, and you don't go back. So – you know, there's there's been some interesting stories. There's there's plenty of them, but you know, I am happy to be transitioning away from that because, man, the first time I got, uh, I think I got bed bugs on me. I decided that this wasn't a, a career path I was too interested in in pursuing. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. So okay, so you're moving away from the REO gigs. What what are you doing specifically to get traditional business today? Sure. So, you know, if I were to tell someone several years ago that was doing REO, you know, how to make sure that they, that they, uh, um, you know, proof their business against the changes in the market, you know, the one thing that I'm very thankful for is that I still kept up a relatively decent, you know, traditional, you know, um, uh, you know, methods and, and marketing. And I try to keep that separate. So people knew that, you know, we, we didn't only do REO. Um, so I had a decent amount of clients, you know, from that. But, uh, you know, knowing that we now have to shift from just sort of letting uh, properties fall in our laps, which is kind of how REO worked once you made the right contacts, you know, we did have to go back out one by one. So, you know, one of our uh, actually most successful um, endeavors is going after expireds, which I know sounds, you know, cliche, and I think everyone goes after expireds, but we tend to do, I think, a pretty good job, um, you know, with our conversion. We'll usually get... Uh, uh, you know, somewhere around two or three expires reaching back out to us each week, you know, uh, wanting to discuss the sale of their home. And, and in this market where things are selling very well, there aren't that many expires. So, you know, we may only have in the markets we want to go after, you know, uh, less than 50 a day, but we're still able to get through to about uh, you know, 10 or 12 of those people each month. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about that. So share with us, what specifically are you doing to get two or three expires to pick up the phone and call you every week. So this is where we're, you know, p- part of understanding technology and kind of creating some of our own technology. We we built a system that is that kind of goes through and scrapes the web for, you know, personal cell numbers and email addresses. And we're able to identify and this isn't, you know, the same stuff that you get from you know, we tried Red X, we tried some of these other systems and, and, you know, they had some very limited information, but we kind of built our own, you know, we kind of wrote some code and built our own little way that would go through and, and do some, some indexing of sites where we're actually able to find information for sellers that, you know, the typical agent can't. And what we primarily do is we go after people's, uh, you know, emails. So instead of, you know, expecting them to, to Okay, wait a minute, us, let me, let me, let me slow this down. So, okay, yeah. so... Basically, what you're saying is you have a way to get the email correct that other people don't. That's correct. And what is it? I, I can't share that, but we do. Um, is you know, it like illegal? It's not illegal. Um, you know, we just yeah, – I, I don't want to tell you how we did it, but we just found a way that we can oh, – you're, you know, af- you're, so you're afraid someone listening isn't going to be in Cincinnati. Probably. Well, okay, I, I don't – you know, it's, it's, we have a really good thing going. But ultimately what we do is we just – we've managed to uh, – to search, you know, a handful of sites, you know, that we we got to directly, and we're able to identify people's, you know, email addresses. Um, you know, it's not 100. percent 
you know, and we're, we're often wrong a lot. Um, but usually we can, you know, we find a way that we can connect uh, with them directly through, through email. If we, when we would try to mail things to their house or drop things off, and we tried all these different systems for expireds and nothing really worked. So we thought, okay, you know, we either need to find their cell phone number or their email address somehow so that we're actually, you know, communicating with them in a medium that no one else is. Got it. So, got it. Well, that makes sense. And, yeah. and by the way, I mean, it, it might not be your method and, and, it's fine, you know, not disclosing it, but anybody listening, if you, you know, I mean, there's a ton of services online that if you sure. just Google it, that you could pay money for and tell us, you know, is one of them, uh, most of them. And, the, and they, and they will actually give you email addresses. It costs you money, but you can get uh, email addresses. You have their tax record and you have their name and, right. you know, phone them. The one tricky part that they want is the birth date, which I don't think you're going to get from tax records and things like that but you might be able to get it if you have access which most states do now to the to the mortgage lien and the paperwork they sign at the mortgage uh, for oh, yeah. the mortgage loan that the birth dates are on there so if you want I mean, to do you, that's yeah, a can, way to do it you get from there and get birth dates from facebook you can get um you know if you identify where someone works and you understand how their work you know puts together their email addresses you know first name dot last name or first initial last name you know, we can curate a bunch of different combinations for people, and you know, we use that. So what we have is we have a we have a, a kind of a drip email system that goes out, you know, over the course of two weeks uh, that that are very personal written you know emails that references their specific property that just kind of speaks to this is how we can help them. So it's a um, it is a little bit of a of a drip email system, and then you know within each email it's you know hey here's something we'd like to give you or here's something we'd like to show you. And, you know, once we get any kind of uh, interactions, you know, through those emails, we either get people reaching out to us directly or they go and they sign up for a free report or they sign up for a CMA or they, you know, sign up for, for something about, you know, hey, we can, we can show you really quickly, you know, how we can get your house sold. You know, we start getting very good responses from, you know, one of our seven product offerings. And then from there, we can reach out and establish the conversation. So, um that's that's kind of what we have found has worked is one try to you know reach them outside of the normal stream because they're getting bombarded on their home phone and at their you know at their door with you know every agent under the sun or actually probably not that many except that many actually go after expires like they should but they're getting enough to where everything goes right into the trash or just becomes an annoyance and every message gets deleted so you know we did that and then we really did a lot with uh you know custom messages very short to the point with offerings tied to each one and eventually they will, you know, you know, just say, Hey, leave me alone. Or they will, uh, you know, reach out and, and say, Hey, that's great. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So that's, that's, that's great. I, I, I love, I love that idea. As a matter of fact, you know, guys listening, you, you do not have to be friends with someone on Facebook to send them a, a message on Facebook and you can send a message to anybody just by typing in their name. And, and the same thing applies with LinkedIn, but you have to pay for the upgraded LinkedIn membership and you can uh, send in messages to people as many as you want. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, if they have a job, chances are they're on LinkedIn. And so uh, it's a great way to reach out to people. And what, and what happens is generally their settings are set so that if you email them, whether they're on Facebook or LinkedIn, it will forwards to their email so it's the same thing as i'm getting a direct email yeah that's perfect i, I never thought about uh of doing that but uh you know maybe i should yeah maybe sure why not you know yeah yeah sure 
I mean, I've definitely talked to a lot of people uh, both of those ways. It's a great way to get to if if you're doing B to B as well, business to business is a great way to get to decision makers oh, yeah, and companies sure. without having to go through three or four layers. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, well, l- listen, Brett, let's wrap this up with our flagship question, and that is this. If I were to take you and put you on a reality TV show similar to Survivor, and I put you on there with nine other real estate agents, and I give you 500 bucks, I give you a laptop computer, and I give you a phone, and I give the same things to nine other agents, and I send you out into the marketplace, and there's, there's commerce there. People are buying and selling houses. The only thing is all 10 of you do not know a soul. Every week, the person who sells the least amount of houses gets thrown off the island, thrown out of the game show. Who's ever left at the end of 10 weeks wins a million bucks. How is Brett going to win this game? All right, 500 bucks in the computer. So uh, 500 bucks will probably take you the furthest you know, by doing some sort of social media marketing, in my opinion, because five, 500 bucks won't really get you too far if you have to purchase things. If you were to go after the low-hanging fruit or doing the things that people don't want to do, like, you know, open houses or expireds or, you know, simply door knocking, you know, I think part of it would be just going after that, those easy things, spending the money on, you know, what you can do to reach the largest amount of people and, and lead capture from that, which is what I do with Facebook. But I think that the trick is going to be not to be too successful too fast. It's really, you know, make sure that you're slightly above whoever's performing the worst. You know, stack all your sellers and all your clients until you get to the end so that, uh, you know, if if the worst performing guy, you know, got one listing, all you have to do is get two. And, Hmm. uh, you know, kind of slowly drag out, you know, your, your sales and your listings and your pendings so that you're just above whoever's performing, you know, the worst. <laughs> that's that's how I would play it. Yeah, uh, you're kind of you're thinking strategy like the real survivor where real you got to kind of Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You're the first person that's actually done that. You know, most just say they just go full out and try to do as much as they can, but now that does make a lot of sense, right? You know, if you only need to win by one listing, why blow out 10 in your first week? Yeah. Tell them the best time to sell is in December and that way they'll hang on with you. There you, you go. Sandbag them. There you go. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. Well, listen, guys, like I said, I'm going to put all of Brett's information on hybendigital.com. You can go there. You could type in into the search bar, Brett Kepler. You could type in Brett. You could type in expired. You can type in strategy for survivor or whatever you want. A lot of things that will pop up and uh, I will type. I will put the the book that he mentioned and, there, and everything we talked about today. So I'll, actually for Brett, Brett, what I'll do for you too, get me a link to Next. Is that what it's called? Your yep, software? Next? Called. And sure. uh, I'll put a link to that if you want to, if you guys are interested in um, finding out more about it, uh, that'll be theirs too. That'll be there as well. I'll give you the awesome. last word, Brett. Oh, I get the last word. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So if you're in the process of, putting together a team and you need something to help you make sure that you're operating, you know, super efficiently with all your systems, you know, check out next. And again, I appreciate you for uh, having me on the show, Pat. This has been uh, fantastic. And yeah, cool. let's all get out there and do the things people don't want to do and mm-hmm. sell uh, houses in whatever manner makes you the happiest. Absolutely. Thanks, Brett. Have a great day, buddy. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much guys for listening to Pat Hyben interviews, real estate rock stars. Please don't forget that if you go to hybendigital.com, 
We have tons and tons of resources that you could use for free to help you make more commissions selling real estate. Every episode is on there, over 350. And there's a search bar that you could just type in the name of the episode, the number of the episode, or any category or keyword that you want, like FISBOs, expired, expansion teams, buyer agents, whatever. And episodes will come up that match that. Another thing you could really help me out with is you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. The more reviews I get, the higher in the rankings I climb, and the better guests I'll be able to get for your listening pleasure. Thanks again so much for listening. And don't forget, every episode, write down two or three things and put them to work. Make them part of your goal setting and make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. We're on Twitter, at Pat Hyben. We're on Instagram, Real Estate Rockstar Podcast. And we're all over Facebook on Six Steps to Seven Figures and Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. And don't forget, if you want to hear more of me, my awesome book that is a New York Times bestseller, Six Steps to Seven Figures, is now out on audio. Just go to audible.com, type in Pat Hyben or Six Steps to Seven Figures, and you can listen to it. And of course, the paperback and ebooks are also available now at excellent prices. Have a great day, and don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.